Welcome to Econite's Late Night Show, Simbang Alam. I'm Marina, aka Nina, your guest host for today. For those of you who are just joining in tonight, Simbang Alam, it is a talk show where different hosts will be bringing you different issues or topics to discuss. And we get to explore the views and perspectives of our preferable guests who are from different backgrounds. For tonight, we're excited to be introducing to you the topic of the discussion. It's called The Journey Towards Sustainability. Point. Before we begin, I would like to introduce myself. I'm an intern at Nights. It has been um, almost a month since I first got here. I'm a language student, currently my last semester, taking a diploma in English at Sultan Idris Institution University. My passion was and always will be to change the world, as cliche and cheesy as that is, hence why I decided to do my internship here at Nights. Uh, I'm a non-conformist, a cynical idealist, and here to make the world a better place, one step at a time. And at the moment, hosting a talk show. So, without further ado, tonight we're joined by none other than our favorite speakers, Amler Fadli and Yasmin, the familiar faces that have been so supportive of our Sembal Alam session. Hi! Welcome, guys. So excited to have you here again. <laughs> Hi, Nina. Thanks for having us. Still dancing to the tune. Hi, guys. So, this is our fifth episode. Today, we'll be exploring the turning points in each of the speakers' lives in their journey towards sustainability. When is it that they decided that this path is for them, and where in their point of life did that happen? You know, those are the things that we want to know more, and those are the things that we will be exploring more with our dear speakers. The concept of today's session is heavily inspired by Econite's theory of change, which has been the pinnacle indicator of Econite's path. So here you can see on the screen, this is a theory of change. We have four stages. Basically, the first is authentic experience relating to awareness. Second is creating the right environment, which is uh, more to learning and educating and reflective learning, which is taking action and the residential experience is about empowerment. So for today, today's session will uh, comprise of these and we will revolve around these theory of change. So you can head over to the link that we provided down below to know more about the theory of change. So yeah, there are three segments for today's episode. The first segment is when and where, the second is never have I ever, and the last is trivia. So. Public service announcement. There will be a penalty waiting for the speakers at the end of the trivia. So, um, viewers, audience out there, uh, make sure uh, to write down uh, what you think is your preferred method of punishment or penalty for the victim to carry out. Bear in mind, make it safer word, okay? Nothing too explicit or too impossible. Yeah, yeah. the guest. <laughs> All right, we want them for the next next episode, okay? So, let's <laughs> to the next. Then, when and where? When and where? All right. So, I would imagine anyone's journey towards something in life is not an easy feat, right? It's it's a tough process to go to somewhere. And I'm impossibly curious about the turning point in the lives of Yasmin, Fadli, and Amrit. In order to explore in depth about this topic, we've prepared a list of questions. And we're going to go through each of them in order to gain more insight and hopefully get enlightened by the end of the episode. So, without further ado, let's proceed with the first question. The first question is, 
When do you realize that you're being more mindful and conscious about living sustainably relates to being aware, awareness? Who when? should start, as usual? <laughs> the lady? <laughs> or the youngest in the team? Or the youngest in the team? <laughs> Yeah, Amri, yeah. the youngest in the team. <laughs> Maybe Amri, I think I, I'm. I'm curious. I'm. I'm really interested to know as well. You know, like from a different generation. <laughs> I'm also interested to know. Amri, go first. Okay. Okay. Yeah, your name starts with A. I think, okay. Chronological order, Amri. Chronological <laughs> order. I th I think when I when I've been working in the environmental field for quite some time, but I think talking about living sustainably, the need to do that, I really understand about uh, living sustainably is when I joined Econites. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was all about you know uh, protecting the environment, the wildlife, or maybe some things about uh, what you say about three hours, which were okay, but if you want to talk about the real turning point of towards me understanding what does sustainably sustainable really means is when I joined Econites. And maybe um, I will reach another point when I realize that, when I may realize that, oh, my understanding was wrong, it's something else. But right now, this is what I understand as sustainability and what I understand as living sustainably. Of course, the explanation is something else, you know. I think that should be good enough. <laughs> that was, that was great, okay, so you, you realize that you're being more mindful and conscious about living sustainably uh, once you got into Econet, is that it? Yeah. yeah. I think it goes the same for me too. Uh, I've been very lenient about the way I live my life. And once I start my internship here in Econite and see how everyone you know, is conscious about every little things that they do, like the plastic waste, where does it go after um, stuff like that. I'm quite ashamed of myself, but like, yeah, I understand with that, with that theory. Yes, Pabs, you want to go next? When? Oh, okay. Um, well, Amle, you I mean, you stole my answer, but to me, it's the same. It's the same because I did not come from an environmental background. Uh, certainly, no, no, not from the point of view of like how I was, how I grew up, or uh, even what I studied in 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 college. Uh, so, I think I realized I'm I was being more mindful. Is definitely when I was already. You know, in some years in Econites, when I'm, I was already like working for some years at Econites, even during the earliest, like the early parts of my time at Econites in starting in 2008, um, I, I think it was not really about I was truly it's not because I was I, I know I care about the environment. I was conscious about it. No, it, it was really how I got to know Econites was through, um, you know, like um like a, I would say like a, like a desperation really, you know, I was looking for something to do and Yasmin, uh, you know, uh, gave me something to do. So I think uh, along the way, after some years, then I realized that, you know, this is something that 
that means something lah. Ah, uh, you know that that mindful that that something that means something to you. You know, you you can work for many years and you still don't know why you work or why the reason, the purpose of why you work. So it took a while for me to get into that situation. But you know, after some years, I found out that it means something more than what I thought it was, lah. So yeah, that's for me. Okay, so basically. Both of the speakers' turning points in life when they start to realize they're being conscious about living sustainably is when they are introduced to Econet or somewhere along the way of being a knight, right? Okay. What yes. about Yasmin? Yasmin, the one <laughs> and only who founded Econet. <laughs> I think for me, um, it wasn't. I, I, re, I was mindful and conscious. I think at a very young age, except I didn't know it was sustainable living. I mean, I didn't really know that these things that were happening in my house had anything to do with the environment. I grew up with my grandmother, my Chinese grandmother, and things around the house. I mean, she's just a big advocate of never wasting things. Food, everything, everything that you think of. She will dry it up because when she makes a red bean bubo, uh, it's Chinese thing, Chinese like recipe, you put dried um, orange skin in it. So you will always see her drying things up because food is just converted to something else that is at, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I remember she plants a lot of herbs and she like um, snake grass and then she would pound it, bend it and make the pills because it helps with like, you know, reducing blood pressure. So a lot of things were just in the house compound and eggshells were either decorated or crushed and put into pots. Um, in, <laughs> we had a carnivorous system. So a lot of things, and and she, I mean, remember when I was really small, she even arranged plastic bags for different sizes, so that we need something at home to keep things. She would ask, "What are you gonna keep inside?" So she'll give you the right size plastic bag, so you will need a big small. So I never knew. I never knew these were green stuff or like these were things yeah. that we actually find it so hard, helpful that it's good to do now. Um, for me, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, since you mentioned that, I mean, I, I guess that, it, like, when I thought about it again, of, of course, like, we realized that there are phases, not phases, like, there are things throughout, you know, growing up that's actually, you know, um, beneficial or good for the environment or conscious, you know, like, it's just that the term of living sustainability or sustainable living was not, you know, was not coined mm -hmm. at that time. You know, I remember like in our school, Amli, kan, and we are in boarding schools and we always ask to save water and, you know, we have to save all these things and, you know, through, you know like all these things actually. But I think at that point of time, it was more like a, it's just something that you do, you were told to do, but it's not like consciously you felt like this is sustainable living. I think, you know, sustainable mm -hmm. living came, the term came like, quite recently, maybe yeah, like 10, 15 years ago, you, right? You nail an uh, important word, Fati. Fundamentally, uh, uh, they were in, people in the past were encouraging us not to waste. 
Because in the past, people didn't have a lot to begin with. Food, you know, that kind of thing. So, wasting is like the dumbest thing you would do. But or just that yep. it's difficult to get these things. Now, with yep. modernity, things are getting cheaper. You can purchase many, multiple of the same items for a fraction of So, the critical word I think here is um, the Tarang call it living sustainably, but maybe in the past it was just like, don't wait, don't wait. Yeah. That was their language. Jangan membazi. Jangan membazi air. Jangan membazi tenaga. Don't waste your food. But that message. Don't waste your life. Uh, that message. <laughs> yeah. You call it living sustainably. A bit more lit and trendy. Complex lah. Maybe a little bit more complex, I think, right? Like the vocabulary has grown and has like developed into many things lah. I guess over time, people have like a better understanding of what sustainable living is. But like, it's not fair just to like discredit what people were doing in the past and say, oh, those, we're not living sustainably just because we haven't fully grasped the concept in a way. Hey. There's a lot of things um, that are really bad now. The environment came pretty recently in the last 30 years. Like I still remember going to Pasamalam and there were no packet drinks. You don't, you don't tap out your drinks. You, you want to drink um, the boo or whatever, you stand at the stall, they give you a glass. You drink mm. standing up, and then you're done. The habis ke habis, you put back that glass. So, the baldi, yeah. The baldi, the ice. So, you just like throw in the baldi, right? You just be last, and you just drink the chawan. Probably last generation, kot, yang pergi pasar malam. So, you don't bang back a plastic pen, you don't use a straw. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, it's mm. really like zero waste. <laughs> and and when, you buy, when you buy fish, you have those fish wrapped in down keladi, you know, mm. that's mm. the norm. And some houses in Kampung, they have rainwater harvesting system there already. They collect the water and put it in tempayan and they use it because the river was far, far away. So Maybe. at that time there was no pipe, uh, yeah. water public uh, supply there. So mm -hmm. they have to use uh, the rainwater basically for 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 washing for secondary purposes. So yeah. and we don't call it. And at that time we didn't know even have that term sustainable living. And now we realize that that is a sort of sustainable living. And yeah. right now we are having still having problems. I'm still having problems on what is actually sustainable living is that sustainable living or how do we have to remember last uh, last two or three episodes we're talking about is going back like to the traditional way of life sustain really sustainable than the way that we are living right now so i'm still you know every day i'm still trying to figure out do i have to change my lifestyle totally you know slowly slowly <laughs> Maybe we can just uh, discover more about that on like next next episode because like yeah sustainable living it's it's a very general topic. There's a lot of things you can break break down from the single topic, right? It's like how it changes. Yeah, based on what Amir said, like were we living more sustainably back then, or like is it the same now? It's it's, it's interesting. All right, all right. Thank you for the input, guys.
And thank you, Yasmin, for that beautiful, beautiful story and bringing back memory, even though I haven't been there. Um, so yeah, we're gonna proceed to the next question. All right, so where do you find the correlation between sustainability and your own values and why? Where do you find the correlation? So what this means is like, okay, so you have a set of belief, you have a value in life. It could be like um, your belief system, your religion, if you're a Muslim or if you're a Buddhist. Uh, from this belief, like, what is the correlation between this and like sustainability? Like, what do you find correlates between these two? So you're Muslim, but you live mm. sustainably. How do you find like a common ground? Like, how does mm. it correlate? Mm. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> um, I think maybe maybe just to start off this, to me, uh, I find maybe the correlation with, between sustainability and my values is balance. balance. You know, just to always consider like there's balance in things. Yes, you have to use something, but you also have to make sure that you say use it wisely or. If you have taken it, you have to replenish, you know, like it's always this uh, two stream of things. La. So previously, maybe the lifestyle, maybe, you know, lifestyle that I had was like, I don't care. I just buy, I makan, tak habis, I buang, you know, like now say if I makan, I have to make sure that it's balanced. That means I don't use that much. If there is excess, like can I say keep it or give it to someone, for example, or if it's really not. Um, edible, uh, can I, um, you know, uh, throw it in the compost bin, for example. I think to me, one correlation I can find in my values and sustainability is to find that balance, to have a balanced life. So I don't feel like I'm using too much or I'm consuming too much or I'm wasting too much. I know we waste all the time. I waste, I waste things every day. Like you, it's, unconsciously or subconsciously you just waste but that, that consciousness is to always remember that you know there's a cap you know that's a threshold that you need to you need to always keep in mind so you don't overdoing it too many times so that's for me la, balance la. Mm, so you do like mm. in your life you believe that there should be balance and then correlate this with sustainability yeah so. because it, yeah because you have to use right like in natural resources you have to use so mm -hmm. if you use you need to replenish or there must be a way to make sure that the amount is maintained the threshold you know you don't go below so mm -hmm. i think if everyone keeps the balance they just use moderately you can use excessively from time to time i think sometime but you have to be able to consciously you know um, give back to to recover whatever that you have used mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for me. Anyone wants to go next? Where? I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Okay. Um. I I think in general, I I live quite a I would say I I live very minimally. Mm. Uh, like makan, I don't know things in general uh, I, I I desire it but then I also don't subscribe to it like if it's a fad like fashion and all that like I, I'm I'm 80% of my 
prior like pre love stuff no i'm uh, guilty <laughs> and i can keep things very well for a long time uh, and yeah i i just in general don't consume that much like whether food stuff or not food stuff so I, i live very basic so i think that's one thing I can do so much with very little. Right? Mm. I, I think that's how I find correlation with sustainability. But I think you also need to have a realization that you're happy with what you have. I think mm. in general, especially the younger generation, are always chasing something, or at least the media or marketing or advertising has created a mindset that you'll always need to chase for something to be relevant, to be trendy, to be to have a personality to you know to be happy focus right. about yourself yeah yeah i mean nothing bad with it everyone's got one yeah. right? yeah. um, and, and oh, i guess you'll have one or two obsession obsession shouldn't shouldn't consume you that much i think I just, hmm. right. yasmin is about being minimal me right. about balance amle <laughs> Ah, this is a difficult question like, because it's a process of change and and things change and I didn't realize when did I didn't really realize when did mm. I realize this you know the 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 correlation between sustainability and my values or did I change my values uh, to fit into what I believe is right as far as sustainability is concerned I know sustainability mm. is the the, the right lifestyle but the moment that i realized i have to change my lifestyle is quite recent actually but it was during when i was in econize because i start to try to understand more about sustainable living and i realized that my lifestyle is not sustainable it's because first of all i drive a car and a car for me well a lot of people i i try to tell myself that it's a, it's, it's, it's a necessity. But at the same time, I know that a car is one of the most, if not the most, environmentally destructive products human ever produce. But I need to use it to move around, use a lot of metals. And in the process of producing the car itself, you are, you are extracting so many resources and the processes are not sustainable sometimes how do you replace the losses caused by the production of the car are you going to send the car to somewhere so that it can be reused or reprocessed you cannot do that i don't think there is a real process which can do that i'm already taking that away from the the environment and you imagine how many cars are being used and that's one thing and i'm talking about the amount of plastic that i use and those plastic cannot be turned into petroleum again it will stay as plastic as long as you you as, as maybe thousands of years and that that is already very very unsustainable but i at least i i know that it is not sustainable and i'm trying my best to read it, just like yasmin and and fatli said we we try our best to minimize our impact 
on uh, on the environment so that it will not affect the, the other people's survival the future generations and i'm sure i am uh, as guilty as charged in causing in the future in causing some environment negative environmental in, impact to the future generations and of course you know i feel bad but i'm already stuck into the, this lifestyle mm. i'm so sorry my future generation only <laughs> thanks for confession <laughs> it's okay. I guess everyone is guilty for doing it because, you know, we weren't given the right exposure. You know, we weren't, um, we weren't given the right education to know what we should and should not do. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why why I believe that Oikonais is is going to the right direction because we are helping to facilitate the process of of informing the people what are the options that we can take in order to reduce the impact for example small things like you know reusing this reusing that recycling this making uh, making candles out of things that we might not use things like that and these are very important steps towards achieving that reducing the impact towards the environment and at the end of the day causing an impact to the future generation and i think uh, that is something that I want to be associated with. Mm -hmm. All right. Look, we have a very interesting um, comment about the second question, and I think we should include it here and see it. Yeah. So, what is okay. it? So, yeah. So for the second question, I've always believed in fairness and disavowed capitalism where personal gain is the goal. Sustainability would be impossible in that system. Even now, smaller developing nations are suffering due to the past industrial revolutions by larger developed nations. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's it's really interesting. Like these are the values that you have in a person. Like um, you uh, you hate prejudice. You're you know anti-capitalistic. Related to living sustainably. Yeah, I mean, I think capitalism and sustainability are almost like an antithesis to each other. Yeah, mm. um, it's like a, con a contradiction. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I'm very sure, depending on which end of the spectrum you are, there's always a controversial theory, a conspiracy behind it. You know? um, but I think. Let's face it here, there's no absolute sustainability, there's no absolute angel about you know, what's the best way to live in the future, take care of the environment, and neither do we believe that the world should be run massively in this mass capitalistic way. I think where what is important to realize is striking the balance of subscribing you know, coming to capitalism and respecting certain things about life that you want to embrace. Uh, for example, I don't know, uh, becoming vegetarian or just reducing plastic. So it's, a, it's an endless battle and yeah. it's a battle that will continuously be there because that's what makes the world go around. Capitalism it's about creates growth, money, yeah? creates up. Yeah. Many of us yeah companies that are in that domain capitalism uh, and it pays us to have the life we have today 
uh, you realize if you realize that where do you strike that balance in your life now if you really want to be sustainable so there's no like halo you know i'm just more sustainable than you kind of perspective um like omni feels guilty about driving a car i feel guilty about driving a car too and i can't live with my but there are also ways to understand how your behavioral use of car your travel patterns can alter or change you to realize they could be a greener way. Like for instance, I know going to KL at eight in the morning is ridiculous in the car. I'll be stuck there for an hour burning my fuel. So if most instances are trained to work, first of all, it's when I get to read a book that is 25 minutes, you know? So these are little, little change, but then I would still need my car. If I need short, you know, my, my, my short distances can. So, are you are you holier than thou if you give up a car? I don't think so. Are you holier than thou, or am I better than you if I eat less meat? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I you know I, someone's I, got like a guilt, right? Someone's got yeah, this. I, it's not black and white. I I, I, I kind of I, I agree with you, Asmin. You know, like I, I think this this point is like, you know, for example, if you talk about certain things like say faith or religion, right? And when someone mm-hmm. say praise more times than you or like alim or whatever and then they can judge mm-hmm. you know i think it's not that it's a personal it's really a personal to me it's a personal belief that you want to become a better person so mm-hmm. like religion for example you have a state you have a, like a set of uh rules or a set of um uh actions that you have to do that you have to follow again someone you got much sensibility so yeah. there is a set of like things that it's proven to be good for you, good for the environment, good for people. So, kalau you buat, lebih banyak you buat, lebih baik lah you jadi. It's more about yourself. When you do something, you feel good about yourself. You want to do more good things. It's not a point to judge people whether if this person drives a car, that means it's an evil, for example. This is my personal view because even for me, the the point of sensibility to me is education, not indoctrination. I detest indoctrination. That's why it's always about my Amri Chakap and we always try to provide option information. We we facilitate, you know, so that people can make better decisions themselves. So we are not in trying to indoctrinate and say that, oh, if you do this, you're a bad person. If you do this, you know, obviously some things are clearly bad or whatnot. Lah, but to me, it's really about you yourself. Lah. If you feel conscious about doing something, then it's good for you to keep doing it, keep adding more things. I have to add that whether you're a capitalist or a sustainable person, assuming you're not an atheist, you would actually fall into the category of someone who either is of faith, of some kind of faith, or some kind of following and teaching value. And I truly believe all faith in this world is already guiding you. And there are so many stories and verses you name it, the Bible and mm. the Quran, that already fundamentally tells you about respecting the environment or respecting nature or take only what you have, you know, that Are kind of thing. Yes, oh, how, how to, how to sorry, live a guided sorry. life, lah, right? Oh, but we need to go to the next question. We're on a time crunch. Okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's we're actually listening to it. But we got to go to the third question. All right. 
third question is when do you notice that you are actually empowering other people towards sustainability? Okay, here's a disclaimer. We have to keep this short because we have like two other segments to go to. So I hope you guys can give like a brief answer. Like when do you notice that you're actually empowering other people? Give a timeline. Mm. Like, Amle, what's going on? Amle. Oh, cheat. I need sugar, man. I need sugar to think of this very challenging question. Consume sustainably. If some for others. Don't waste. Don't waste it. Eat it. Uh, I would like to go first in this. Uh, I think uh, Econite's tagline inspiring sustainable living, right? Like, I really was inspired by what Yasmin had in mind or her ideology or, uh, you know, her, her passion in it. But I think uh, I'm, we're toying with, I, I've been thinking about what empowering means to, to me, you know, whether I, have, I am empowering other people. I feel like in my way, empower, when I notice that I'm empowering other people is when I'm not only inspiring, like telling good stories or telling about what I've achieved or what Econites have achieved in that sense. But empowering to me is providing or, or providing tools, providing a, 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 a means for people to get to that point. So it's no longer to me about telling people that you can do it, blah, 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 but to assist them and giving them the right knowledge or the right tools, the right mechanism for them to take that and do it themselves. Uh. So that is from my, that's what I've been doing. I feel, I feel, I don't know whether I'm empowering people, but I feel like that's what I'm doing on my daily, on like daily at Econites, uh, like Sorry. providing people with tools. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. What about Amir? When do you notice that you're empowering people to sustainable? I think my answer will be about the same as Fatli's. I, for me, my my role in order to empower people mm -hmm. is to give, to enable them to know what are the options to be to lead a sustainable lifestyle, to understand what is sustainability, and why it is important to. To, to lead a sustainable lifestyle. And when I realized that they have a choice, they have the options, whatever they want to do after that, that is their decision. But the my journey to, to the, the, the ability of me to enable them to understand what is sustainability or to live in a sustainable manner, for me, that is good enough for me to, to to see myself as if I can say that I managed to empower them. Mm. And for example, one of the uh, one of the cases is uh, the project Penchala, where where we managed to get the a group of community a community to make decisions based on the various options that they have, and at the end of the day, they pick up that option and they did something significant after that i think i can call that empowerment okay. mm. yeah all right that's really cool um i i don't think i really have an answer for this question <laughs> but i think i'll say <laughs> okay. 
you empower think, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I nice empower a lot of people, but I think thank God <laughs> that, that's the Lord that he Yeah. yeah. Ikonite is the vehicle. You are the driver, yeah. Yasmin. Ikonite is the vehicle. Yeah. Right? Like the vehicle that has yeah. the branding yeah. and all that. Like we are the drivers. I, I can yeah, answer. I never, never thought of it that way. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I never really thought I would. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it's empowering people. That's good to know. Thank you, guys. But the Nanya Eco Nights was really a fun, fun, fun endeavor. It's just great that now people find it empowering. Mm. All right. Thank you guys for the input. So next is actually uh, an announcement. So we will be taking a quick break. Jeez, uh, Carter J will take over to announce some really important stuff. So audience are really stuff. nice. Yeah, Casper is quite a soft soul. So all right, let's first, first of all, yeah. First of all, Cikgu Sazali, Waalaikumsalam. Thank you for coming again. Cikgu Sazali seems to be a frequent. Every time we have a session, he is there. Thank you, Cikgu Sazali. Cikgu, nanti jemput lagi ramai orang lah tengok The students, the teachers, semua boleh sama-sama belajar Ya, harap-harap topik ni sesuai Sama-sama berkongsi Mungkin kita cakap kena buat topik in BM lah lepas ni Kita kan cakap bahasa Melayu pula kan Yelah, yelah Ini bahasa je Next week lah, next week Next week Campur-campur lah, Roja Boleh lah Kan tak faham bahasa kan kita dah Cakap pasal sustainability kat Malaysia Kemampanan Kuyuh Okay, hi guys. Hoot hoot. Wow, you guys have such a great time. I barely can get in. Well, if you guys remember me, this is Casper G's protege from last session. So, today I will be announcing regarding our upcoming events and also some important reminders which are... Okay, so we have very, very important events coming onwards. This is it. We have four things on our plate right now which are the Astro Awani's live webinar, Project Vocal, School of Sustainability's Terrarium Workshop, and also Claflix. The first announcement that I'm going to make is, of course, regarding the live webinar, we will be having a live webinar session with Astro Awani on Wednesday, 8th July 2020, starting from 10 until 11 a.m. This session features a few environmental experts and activists such as Maya Karin, Tan Pei Chin, Professor Dr. Abdul Rahim Muhammad Yusuf, and our one and only program director, Fadli Bakhtia. So don't miss out on that because the topic will be related to our current situation, which is care for nature, avoid pan pandemic. Next, we have our project that we proudly going to announce which is project vocal this is one of econize initiatives and funded by gefsgp under undp to unify youths between the age of 18 until 35 
that are actively tackling environmental issues and bringing them to the relevant government authorities or policymakers. This program is scheduled for 18 months where the youth ambassadors will be running programs and activities hosted by Econite. And they will also be given the right knowledge plus skill sets to reach out to the relevant authorities. Okay, so now moving forward, our third announcement. Let's get excited. Come on. So we're going to have a terrarium workshop organized by SOS School of Sustainability. This workshop will be on the 18th of July at 11 to 11.30 in the morning via our Zoom platform. You can see the poster that I've put in online. So for more information, log on to our website and don't forget to book your seats because right now we have a promotion, a very, very special promotion. It's buy one, free one seat for only 20 ringgit. Where else would you get that? I mean, it is very interesting and you guys need to secure your seats. So what are you waiting for? Come on, let's get your seats. And last but not least, the, the announcement that I'm going to announce for today is Cleflix. So we would like to use this chance to promote yet again one of our digital initiatives, which is, like I said before, Cleflix. Widen your perspective on environmental issues with mesmerizing films by both local and international filmmakers. Subscribe now for free or Enjoy many more benefits with premium membership for only 90-90 ringgit, guys. Where else are you going to get this? Educate yourself. You just go to our page and subscribe to Cleflix. You won't regret it, I swear. And we also have added a new feature now, which is Mali subtitles for us to engage with a more wider community. So don't forget to subscribe now. Why are you guys still hesitating? I'm so pumped up right now, aren't you? So, well, as long as I wanted to talk, unfortunately, that is all I have to announce for you guys today. So maybe we will meet again in the next session. Back to you, Nina, the floor is yours. of interesting announcements that we made, please be sure to check them out and refer back to the link that we provided too. And provide us with some of love and support, okay? We adore you, whoever you are watching me on the screen. Thank you so much. All right, so here's a quick announcement. 3rd of July was International Plastic Free Day. I just want to inform you the significance of this day. It's mainly to raise awareness regarding the single use of plastic and how badly it affected the marine ecosystem. So more than 31 species of marine life are known to have ingested marine plastic, whilst over 100 species of seabirds have ingested plastic artifacts. Over 250 species have become entangled in plastic and 500 billion plastic bags are used on a global scale. So this, these are very worrisome, all right? So plastic free day is not just a day for you to be like, all right, I'm not gonna use plastic for just one day. No, it's for you to be aware that these things are happening, these issues are real, and whether it affects you um, directly or not, you have to make some changes in your lifestyle. So that's the announcement. All right, for the second segment is Never Have I Ever. 
Some might have already be, uh, been aware of this concept, but for those who don't, Never Have I Ever is a game where a set of questions will be asked and the players will have to answer whether they have or have not committed to it. We're in for a fun ride, so bear in mind we are on a time crunch, so I'll need to limit some of your um, answers. Start with a yes or no, and then uh, give a brief explanation to your answers, okay? All right, so the first Never Have I Ever is called out a person for a littering. Have you or have you not? Yes, I, yes, I have. I like uh -huh. football. <laughs> mm. And then I remember winding out a glass and went, Oi! I think I what I've done was like, I saw, I think you know, someone threw uh, Sampa, you know, and then I just picked up in front of that person and just put it in the... Well, passive aggressive. Yeah. Like, I'm like passive aggressive kind of person. La. Like, I'm not going to sound you, but I'm going to like do it in front of you and like, you, didn't you should see how it's done. You help him, you help him litter properly. You help him bong his sampa. You didn't call him out. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm too weak. I'm too weak. I'm late. Pernah, pernah. Pernah. I got really upset. I think my my voice was a bit high like that time. I think I was a, being a bit uncontrolled, but that was a long ago, la, long ago when I was really young. Angry out there. Really? You don't have to do it now? <laughs> no, more control. More control now. I will do that in a more controlled manner. Okay. All oh, right. sorry. Uh, somebody else came in, not her name. She, you are not, you don't miss a lot. So don't worry. All right. So next, never have I ever. What is it? Never have I ever guilt trip someone to live sustainably. Have you? Have you not? Yes. Guilty. That is laughing. Yes. I guilt trip my husband all the time. <laughs> I guilt trip my mom sometimes. But now she reverse guilt trips me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. How they turn tables, apparently. I built my kids if they don't finish their food. <laughs> yeah, I think in that sense that, yes, we always guilt treat our family members lah, because, you know, without fear of repercussion. <laughs> oh, to strangers, I go like, oh, I took the train here today. <laughs> yeah, so I think family is the, always the avenue to, to guilt treat lah. Yeah. <laughs> They gotta go to it. What about Amler? Have you guilt tripped someone? Yeah, yeah. Banyak kali. Banyak kali, yeah, <laughs> Must be a uh, yeah. yeah. When you're advocating for it, you have to. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think another one. I think usually, uh, this is what usually happens, and when you work, especially you and you say work with uh, on the events or corporate partners, for example, lah, kan? and then they were like, okay, we want to do a green event. But then they don't even consider all this, like, oh, kita nak bawa styrofoam lah, you know. So, macam, eh, you buat green event kan, tapi, tapi, you tak consider pun benda-benda yang sepatutnya ada dalam green event. So, I think I guilt trip many corporations lah, into telling them that, no, this is how you should, it should be done. Otherwise, why would you do a green event if you are not, you know, trying to 
do something that is green, you know? Yeah. All right. Thank you for the input. The next never have I ever is kill the plant or fish. Have you or have you? Banyak kali. I'm living sustainably, not living like, I mean, living to kill myself, okay? <laughs> But kill a plan, like what do you mean by kill a plan? Like, like you I didn't consciously do it on like purpose. I didn't yeah. do yeah. I didn't for do a reason. For a reason, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dulu I tak tahu tanam barang masa kecil-kecil tahu tanam so banyak lah ants mati. But I'm better now. I mean, I kill a lot of fish by accident. I don't eat fish. I don't know how to cook fish, so I've never killed fish. Edible fish. I'm probably kill a, a rat during like a biology, you know, experiment. It's like consciously lah, like okay, tengah berdahan. So macam alamak terpotong jantung ah, jantung lah. Like I feel like ah, that is like. Nampadi ni ni tolongkan atau ikan? Itu lah. So I rasa macam I tak pernah kill ikan lah, as as you know, like not directly ya, not directly. Yeah, like kill I kill a few frogs during my biology labs. Hmm. Understandable. All right, wait, we have questions coming in. Thank you guys for um, asking those wonderful, wonderful questions. So we're going to attend to a few of them. I'm sorry we can't attend to all of it. Um, we're going to go with a question by uh, Zeddy Zach. Has single plastic, has single use plastic usage increased during this pandemic? Oh, wow. Hmm. Since we were talking about it. I don't have the data, certainly. I mean, we can look for the data somewhere. But I cannot say anything about that. There is no data about it on it. Yeah, but personally, I don't know, personally. A lot more take away, you know? I think a lot more take away, can. People just call and send food. Because if because like say if I go out, I will bring my own bag. I'm sure Yasmin and Amli will bring your own bag, right? But because you say call for people to send the food, to send whatever to your home during pandemic, like they have to send it in a plastic lah most of the time. You know, food, especially the food lah, they will send it in a plastic. So you know, there's no way that we can stop that lah during those time. Yeah. Yeah. Relating to this, uh, there's another comment by Izati Karide. Uh, talking about sustainability during pandemic, what do you guys think about single-use masks? I read that single-use surgical masks is more efficient than the fabric one, but it pisses me off that apart from plastic, now blue masks are everywhere on the streets. This is yep. right, though. So the pandemic, we're using it as a way to like litter and waste. That's, that's not cool, but like, what's the ethical, the, the ethics behind this? Like, you can't really just... I, I, I'm, I'm using multiple-use mask. I, I bought one. Uh -huh. Well, I bought, bought it for me and it's can, it can be washed. I got two of them so I can use it. One when the other one is being washed and then I, I use the other one. I'm, I'm not really using the single-use mask. Yeah. I just did my mask laundry last yesterday. Yeah. Multiple yeah. mask yang kain punya. And I mm. bought it Yuning design, check it out on Instagram where yeah. all the mask, the fabric is actually from fabric. Um, so she upcycle a lot of this kind of fabric. So I think by yeah. late March, much I'm too, I like I can't do mask. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I wear uh, fabric mask myself, you know, so I can rewash it again. But I do have, uh, macam spare lah in the car, cause just in case sometimes I forgot to bring my own mask and then like I have to go out. So I have spare lah at home skate in the car skate. But I don't use, I don't usually use it lah. I feel like it's to me it's really waste because it's almost like a single use plastic. You use for eight hours, you have to throw every time you go out, you have to throw. So I feel like it's really waste. And then we we don't have any plans on how to manage the waste yet because it's uh, yeah. technically like a, what do you call it? Huh? Like a hazard, hazardous waste, kan? Yeah. Like, um, today, uh, I think today, I, I see a lot of these single-use masks on the road today. I don't know why. In the drains, on the roads. And yeah. of course, before that, I, 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 I saw them also. And people are still not, I don't know, they're just throwing things just like that. And I realized that, God, there is still a lot of awareness which need to be to be nurtured in Malaysia with regards to this. Yeah, I, like, I like wearing fabric masks. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It just suits my personality better. Yeah, <laughs> like all black, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. really, really cool design. Yeah. Thing. yeah. All right. Let's go with your outfit. Yep. Thank you guys for the comments. We're going to proceed with the next Never Have I Ever. We will be addressing some other questions after this, though. Don't worry. Uh, the next Never Have I Ever is Let My Fear Conquer Me. Have you or have you not? Are you guilty of this? Or All the many times. Yeah. Many times, man. Uh, stupidly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I understand that. For I remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I. I think Yasmin and I we went for a very very important presentation somewhere some time ago. I think I let what my happened? fear conquer me. It was like I was. I, I I freaked out, man. I I I totally freaked out. Like no matter what I said to myself, I just let Yasmin say it. Like Yasmin, I can't speak. Yasmin, please. Just. Okay, you yeah. tell me later what it was all about. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will, I will. I, we, there were only both of us in that room and some really, really, I would say, like, powerful or, like, successful people that we were presented. I was, I, I freaked out, man. Yeah. That was definitely one of it. But I have a lot of other moments, especially on the stage. I think, like, I still have this stage fright of talking in front of people and sometimes I... Wait, know, so I, the I, answer I, is yes, right, Fadi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Amli? Yes, <laughs> yes or no? Sorry, what is that? Sorry? I can't Have really you ever not let your fear conquer you? Are you guilty of it? Oh, yeah, a lot of times. A lot of times. Yeah, what? I mean, I think it's something which is natural, of course. You know, especially because I, when, when you're working in the forest, there, there was banyak kali I have to... I mean, I became, you know, afraid of something. But then, I will try my best not to, uh, not. I try my best lah, not to let my fear conquer me. But sometimes you still takut juga. Tapi dengar bunyi harimau, you know, and you know the harimau can. That's legit fear. Yeah. That's not you. Yeah. That's not story. That's legit. I like it. I feel bad. That is another story. Twice I heard Rimau twice, and you tahu that they can, they can go after you. They can makan you like if they want and then, to. And then, and then they bow that Mama ni kurus ah tak sedap. 
Buang masa lah. Buang uh, rosti right. jatuh, you know. Buang masa. Next. It's okay. Let's go to the next segment, guys. This is a trivia. So we haven't received any punishment or like any comments about what penalty uh, that could be. Okay, we can skip that. Guys, viewers out there, I need you guys to please suggest um, our guest for a pun- penalty. A penalty or punishment. They don't have to, Nina, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to do a trivia and like the person who loses has to do something, you know? You got to punish them and make it fine. Uh-huh. Right, so we made it to the trivia, I'm stoked, simply because I want to see the guest or whoever lost the game to go through the penalty. And, but no worries, we'll still care for you guys and still want to see your faces here. So we'll be gentle. The first question for the trivia is... First question is... Okay, so here's the prompt. Dato. Sharma is the executive director, CEO of WWF Malaysia, who also wrote... This is unfair. Unfair <laughs> <laughs> because both of you worked with him before. I don't know. Okay, but look, look at the question first. Look at the question first. Come on, come on. What's the question? What is his nickname? Ah, Dr. Okay. okay, first, uh, Nina, <laughs> yeah? can I correct something? Uh-huh. He, I mean, he was the CEO. Okay, my bad. Okay. He was yeah. the CEO, guys. Okay, Sorry was. for that. All right. Yeah, so, okay. like- so what's his nickname? Nickname, Amli. Nate name. Is it Dino or Dr. Dino? I met him a few times. He yeah. was my boss. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, of course. Yeah. Dr. Dean. Right, right. We know Dr. Dean. You guys are not going to keep up the streak. Don't worry. The second, second question is, keep it coming. The second is, after working as an assistant engineer for five years, Gurmit Singh opted out of the rat race and dedicated his life to environmental activism. He is the chairman and founding of what's the next? executive director of the Center of Environment, SETEM, a nonprofit organization dedicated in improving environmental quality using technology and sustainable development. All right, so the question is... What is his wife's occupation? <laughs> First is an organic environment activist. The second is a vegan practitioner slash <laughs> The third is a mushroom farmer. What is the what is the answer? Uh, be nice if she was someone number one. I think mushroom, it's number one. Mushroom farmer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Oh, I think it's number one. I think it's number one because yeah, I've been to some of the events about organic farming and stuff, but we choose all one. Of, all of you chose one? Okay. All right. Yay. Let's see the answer. I don't know if you this. Yay. <laughs> all right. That was really great. Give us something tougher, Nina. We're trying. All right. The Come on, Casper. Come on. Third question. Come on. Go. All right. Yi Kaho is a music lecturer at Second College who uses his music as a to bring media attention on important environmental issues. Yes, he has performed in many, many countries, including the US, the UK, Paris, Italy, Russia, Indonesia, Singapore, and Malaysia. So the question is, where was he born? Nebraska, <laughs> <laughs> This is unfair. 
The name Wait, sounds I'm... like wow. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. give this a shot, okay? Three. Three. Three, three for me. Let me say goodbye, okay, okay. But oh. Nebraska out of Oh <laughs> Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah. You will be punished. Penalize. <laughs> what is the penalty for Yasmin? What does she have to do? Come on. But clearly, I don't know much about music. <laughs> or oh, people no, have no, 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 no. questions. It's okay, we have two questions. Don't worry, don't worry. And the next question is it's about. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. Is it really? Wow. Really? Is this a true or wow. false question? <laughs> we can trust you. We check in Asia, a non-profit body focused on coral conservation in 2009. Wow, and I didn't know. The question is, what is the title of the book she co-authored in 2007? First, don't know. I read it. Second, grow carbon, cut profits. Third, reduce carbon, expand growth, which is... <laughs> I mean, from, from, from based on her background, I would say <laughs> number three, expand growth. <laughs> <laughs> One. Oh, grow profit. Oh, cut carbon, grow profit. Wow. I would choose That's, number three. That's number number one. Three. Yes, we number one. I'm the number one. Okay. Who got them right? Who got them wrong? Let's see. Who's the guest? Yay, yes, we <laughs> mm -hmm. But, wow, this is a surprise. I didn't know. Eh? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we will provide the link to them, to their profile after this. Go check them out. They're environmental heroes, guys. And Cut this carbon is, grow profit. Wow. This is the last question. Okay, so this question, we try to relate this to one of the speakers. Uh, I found this on like one of the article about one of the speakers here. It could be one of you guys. And like, okay, it goes like, Someone is frustrated with the lack of locally produced environmental something. And this is what drives them to continue to further their advocacy work. So like, what are you frustrated by? Are you frustrated by the community-centric initiatives? Like the lack of community-centric initiatives, the lack of CSR programs, or the lack of audiovisual materials? Mm. Is this a quote from someone? This is a quote. Probably, probably. Lack of locally produced environmental. It looks like it's edited. Oh yeah, I mean like like it seems like it feels like clef, right? Like something like clef. Yeah, or like it like like. So I would probably choose number three yeah. as well. Probably. It's about yeah, film. It's about local films, huh? Eh? All right, and the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we know what we're talking about. Oh, I'm so to beat you guys. Remember what we said. <laughs> no, but actually, Yasmin, this was taken from an article about you. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> like you were frustrated by the lack of audiovisual material. And yeah. that's, that's just. I would have answered the same thing. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, you said a lot of inspiring things, so that's why you can't keep track yeah. of everything. We learn from the best. Yeah. So if you're like the best, you will go to sleep early, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Alright, so the one who got it wrong is Yasmin answered one wrong and Fabs answered one wrong. So the yep. two people have to get yeah, out the penalty. What do we have to do? Do we have um, to like Yasmin, can you like high five me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only <laughs> closer, closer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's our penalty, like, yay, I can't say it. Amle, Amle. Glitter, glitter, Amle. Okay, guys, have you, do you guys know of, like, TikTok? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, heard about it. I don't heard know about that. it. My daughter yeah. has I'm thinking about making you guys do a TikTok dance and like post it on Econite's Facebook. I'll do it. Teach me how oh, to do yes, it. Oh, yes, yes, we love you. That's okay. Good. All right. Uh, it's a joke. Oh, 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 only just two us. Okay, all right. Now? We'll try. Yeah, Our next week. No, no. We have to post it on on, yeah, on, on the page on later. Facebook. Okay. So I will record it sometime next week. So once again, thank you guys so much, Yasmin, Fadi, and Amle for the great input for this. Thanks, Gina. Thanks, a wonderful host. Oh, thank you. So we will be seeing you guys next week with a brand new host and a brand new deep talk topic. It's been an honor to be the host for today's episode of Sema Alam. Thank you, and apologies if I've committed. Bye. Bye. Oh yeah, question. It's sorry. We will address the question after this, guys. Sorry, sorry. All right. So I got to give you my goodbye speech. Thank you so much for attending. And thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Semang Alam Journey Towards Sustainability. We'll see you guys next week with another guest host. We'll bring you more issues to talk about and explore that with our wise voice speakers. We are a talk show where the speakers get to explore what they seek and the host gets replaced every week. Stay safe, stay sane, and good night. Bye, guys.